You're listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. My name is Aaron McManus, and I'm here with my dad, Erwin Raphael McManus. It's good to be here today. It's a good day, huh? It is. It's right after the wake of Easter. It's 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 Tuesday. Yeah. We finally had a little bit of time to sleep, but I find myself I can't sleep in after Easter. No, I couldn't sleep I'm at too all. Excited. I'm just so excited about the day and just the thousands of people who uh, came to Mosaic and just watching all the families and moms and dads and kids, all the. Um, just, it's just really beautiful to watch people come together. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. Beautiful day. Feels, feels good to be back together. Cause this is the first Easter that we've had in person since COVID. In two years. Two years. It's wow. pretty crazy. Um, this, this week was also Coachella in LA. So, so the streets are empty in LA. Streets are empty for most people in the world. That doesn't matter. But <laughs> this weekend we had two Dodger games, Coachella and, uh, something else. Oh, NBA playoffs. And the NBA playoffs started. Yeah, because like, on playing. Good Friday, the Clippers were losing and yeah. uh, were eliminated from the playoffs, but that was still on Good Friday. There were so many things competing with- With Easter. Yeah, with the most important weekend of the year if you're a follower of Christ. and Yeah. and But this, the streets were empty. Well, no, Catholics are followers of Christ. No, but usually you, you say that about Christians and Catholics different. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. All right. <laughs> and uh, um, want the Catholics to feel represented here. And no. we're, um, yeah. And you lost my, I lost my track, but I was okay. going to say the streets are so, empty, but the church is full. The, okay. <laughs> I, I did go to a Dodger game on Thursday night. I don't know why we bought tickets for that night. That did not make sense. We had so many things going on this week. Mm-hmm. It was an absolutely miserable experience getting into that arena, that stadium. It was insane. It took us an hour. It took us an hour to get in, which it should only take us 25 minutes. Mm. Normally, max, it takes 30 minutes. It took us an hour. And then once we got in, we were only in there for, hour, for an hour because it was uh, the top of the or the bottom of the fifth. So you, you sat in traffic so long, you missed the first five innings. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So you got to pay... To... And we left, we left for the stadium <laughs> at six thirty. Got there at at no at six six thirty. Got there at at seven. So we were, we were in the stadium, and then it took us another forty five minutes. We were going around the, the stadium, and at one point, one of the parking assistants looked at us and said, <laughs> "And I just thought that was ironic. Great customer service, Dodger Stadium. <laughs> wow, that's uh." That makes me want to go see a baseball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, you know, you know who really does it right? Who? The Cubs in Chicago. Yeah, because you don't, you don't drive, you walk. You just walk right to the stadium. That was pretty sweet. I got to that do that. Sweet. We got to do it one time. That Fenway. was so nice. Yeah. Is Fenway? Wrigley. 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 My bad. Okay. Just kidding. Well, Apologize to all of Chicago. Novice in, uh, in the baseball world. So Easter was fun. <laughs> I am a novice in the baseball world. I don't know much about baseball. I like it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I swore I'll never go back to a Dodger Stadium game ever again. But you will. I don't know. I'm honestly, I'm debated. Mm. I, wa- I, did, I went to the Coliseum with you. And what did I say to you the last time I went to the Coliseum? You said you're never going to go see a foot- pro football game ever again. No, I said I'm never coming to the Coliseum ever again. <laughs> I'll wait till they build that new stadium. Your list is getting And long. it's been three years later. And I finally went to SoFi for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. Because absolutely not. I was never going to the Coliseum. And I'll you never had go. a great experience in SoFi. Because they, cause, cause geniuses built SoFi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> well, Dodger Stadium was built before. They knew that millions and millions of people were going to live here. And drive cars and... Okay, so we we have some things to talk about today. 
something really special happened last week. Was it Thursday that we went downtown? Well, what happened was if I if when I go back to the first domino is that um, I saw uh, a friend of mine in church actually a week ago Sunday. Jerry Lorenzo and his uh, wife Daz were there, and um, and he said, "Hey, I'd love to get together and have uh, have lunch or have a talk." And so I said, oh, "Let's do it." So then I had the opportunity to go up, and we met and. Um, at his place and just hung out, had a great morning together. And and uh, one of the things I get to do in my life is I get to be a sounding board and kind of a coach and mentor to people who really make a difference in the world. And I just love being a part of that process with them. And um, and then at, I think, I don't know, I think it was kind of on, on the whim or on the fly, he said, hey, uh, what are you going to wear for Easter on Sunday? And yeah. I said, well, you know, I... I don't know, and I'm not sure yet. I've been out looking, but I I haven't uh, didn't buy anything yet. And um, and he said, "Come by. We're, we have a new line coming out, new collection coming out." And I think that our we only have like the one, whatever is it called, a sample or yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, uh, that we used so that stores can come in and see it and make their purchases. But I think it'll yeah. fit you. And I said, there's no way it's going to fit me, you know, because yeah. I, I figured it was going to be that that perfect size, you know, for right. the skinnier male. And and he goes, no, I think it'll fit you. And then he said, it, you know, and then his dad, dad says, it's oversized. He goes, no, it's generous. <laughs> well, I need a lot of generosity whenever I wear something. So he goes, come over. And so then I let it go. And then on, I think he texted me on Thursday morning. He said, hey, are you going to come by? So I said, yeah, I'll come by. And so you went with me. We went downtown. Yeah. And I offered. I was like, can I drive with you, please? I want to go. And I just thought see. there's a one in a million chance that yeah. anything that he has is going to actually fit me. And so then they have, they're finishing up their staff meeting, which was so very cool to watch them just creating and dreaming and working yeah. and designing. And, and then um, they started pulling out things from the racks and saying, this, this collection doesn't come out till end of the year or something like that. Fall of 22. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, well, we have, you know, all of this here. And so let's see if it fits. And, and he pulls out some things and everything fit me perfectly. I was actually really shocked. Shocked. Yeah. And, and so I was really excited and he goes, I can't let you have this. I can't even let, you know, I can't let you buy it for certain, but I can't yeah. let you have it because it's all I have. So you have to, you have to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I dropped it off yesterday. <laughs> the first thing like a Monday. Everyone else got a day off and I was like, okay, I got to wake up and go get it. Because we have to have it here for all the buyers who are coming in. Yeah. Because they're dressing people. They're selling it wholesale season, which essentially gets to all the stores. It was cool. It was a cool experience to go yeah. down there and see it all. You know, that's going to be amazing. I, I'm going to be wearing something that doesn't even come out. I'm going uh, for months and months and months. I'm going to be wearing the future. Yeah. And and then um, we discover that this new collection is called Eternal. Right. And I thought, what a beautiful name. Hmm. And and I, I I look for things in life that are that have uh, synchronicity, and uh, where they seem to be disconnected experiences somehow. Uh, come together. And I thought, this is amazing. It's Easter weekend. I'm going to be talking about the eternal. I mean, I'm going to be talking about how Jesus crashed his time and space with the eternal. And and I might actually be wearing a collection called Eternal, which I thought right. was pretty beautiful. And so he uh, graciously let me take some clothes and uh, to wear for Sunday. And he seemed genuinely excited about it too. Right. And you were excited. I was excited. I was like a kid in a candy store. I, I only <laughs> snuck two, I snuck three photos because I was nervous. I yeah. was nervous. And I and I, I didn't want to get kicked out. Not that he would kick us out, but you know, you're in, you're in someone's creative space and yeah. there was, you know, there's 
on one of the photos, there's like, there's designs in the background. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to post that. I'm not, but it was cool to have. Yeah. And it's obviously protected. It's just, it's just for me and for you, but it was so cool. And some of your faces in the moments are like, <gasps> yeah, it was just this suit. because, you know, it was I, so exciting. We, you know, we also design and we have our own, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, brand and things, but I mean, fear of God is just, it's, it's so elevated at a whole different level. It, it is, I think, to us, especially yeah. in modern times, it is the modern Ralph Lauren. Yeah. Ralph Lauren, Ralph Lauren, however you say it. It is the modern version. Like, yeah. there is someone in our lifetime taking so much ground in the fashion industry and so much innovation. Mm -hmm. that, And it's from L.A. and it's in our backyard. And so it feels special. And even though I didn't grow up uh, in church, I didn't grow up in faith, one of the things I did learn when I came to faith was they always tell me on Easter, you were like your Sunday best. And so I thought, this is kind of awesome yeah. to be wearing something that's this elegant, this beautiful on Easter. And I, I never wear a suit. And and yet- You wear a suit sometimes on Easter? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, no, got, on Easter I do, except I, it's uh, on regular Sundays. Oh, I right. pretty much never wear a suit. No, no, but no. Easter, I try to dress up. And, and also, also, I know there's people coming- and they're wearing their best. They're mm -hmm. they're coming and they're really treating this day as a very special, beautiful ce a celebration of life. And so I was excited to wear it and never mentioned it when I was speaking, obviously, right? right. You know, but I but I really like felt it's hard to explain how, even though nobody knew that I was wearing this collection called Eternal, and I knew I was trying to convince everyone in the room that we are not temporal creatures, but we are designed for the eternal. It felt transcendent to me. It felt like this intersection of this beautiful moment. And um, and it was also just, I just a real privilege. And and so then on Monday, I decide to uh, to post. You posted a photo. I, I posted, um, it, they sent me some photos and I thought, oh, these are really, really cool. And, mm -hmm. and um, and and so I, I posted a photo and and you know I, I mean when you think about like what do you post on Instagram I was posting my story you know and a part of what I do is is bring people into my my life my experience you know and the and uh, the the things that even uh, at times surprise me and right. bring me unexpected joy and and I also just felt really grateful to Jerry um, who allowed me to wear something that is still really protected and I consider it in that sense really, really special and and allowed me to wear it on Easter Sunday. And so I posted um, a couple of things that I said from the message. Do you want to read the post? Yeah, why don't you read the post? I'll read the post. Okay, you posted this one day ago. Easter Sunday at Mosaic in all caps, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> and then right below it, you posted eternal. And then right below it, you quoted yourself. Mm -hmm. The reason temporary things do not satisfy your soul is that you were created for the eternal, period, end quote. Second quote, when Jesus rose from the dead, he created a tear in the universe, invading time and space with the eternal. What an amazing Easter Sunday at Mosaic yesterday. I couldn't sleep all night just reflecting on the day. A special thank you to my friend and brother, Jerry Lorenzo, for the Easter threads. There is something transcendent about beauty and elegance. May every piece in your upcoming eternal collection point to the eternal one. Jesus, he is written. Sorry, Jesus, he is risen. <laughs> he is written and he's risen. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you have like a ton of likes and you have a couple hundred comments. But uh, what? 
Oh, I was going to say, but then, you know, it kind of took a different turn later that day. It did take a different turn. Well, you posted this. Yeah, there you go. And it took a different turn. Someone, someone screenshotted it, posted it, posted your photo and your comment or your, your, your post caption and, and, you know, said, I don't know, like. He, this he, is he, the problem with celebrity pastors. Right. Right. You know, the, right, the right. contradiction. Yeah. Right. And, and it was an attack on me. And it was. From somebody I don't know. Well, and, can, can we break it down? Is that considered an attack, Brooke? Because I think now they're trying to change the narrative that it wasn't an attack. It was definitely intended to be hurtful. To yeah, to be hurtful and to to um, damage Pastor Irwin's reputation. Yeah, or to say he'd done something wrong. Right, and I wouldn't have even known except the person who posted it uh, tagged me and sent me sent it to my DM. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm assuming this person is making a statement about me, which I, I'm not assuming that I'm seeing that, and they want me to know. They're making the statement about me. Does she post a lot of things like that, Brooke? I couldn't see that she'd posted anything else like that about any other Christian pastor, speaker, anything. So it just it was just me. Just you. Ah, interesting. Well, okay. I, when I read it, um, one, I just well, I have to admit, like it hurt. Like I mean, I was just like, right. wow, I can't do anything without having somebody find a way to attack me. I mean, it, and I'm like, this has been my whole experience in inside the church. Inside the church, and yeah, yeah. it's one of the reasons why um, being public in the Christian world has always been something that I, I've been reticent about, and and um, because you you can spin anything and make it look so bad. Right, you, you know, and, yeah. and and by the way, I guess the accusation is, you know, here I am, a pastor wearing uh, luxury clothes, or but that entire outfit. I mean, if you don't count the boxers, <laughs> you know, which I paid for myself. Oh, uh, you bought them, yeah, yeah. And uh, those were also probably fear of God as and, well. Uh, but um, that entire outfit cost me zero dollars. Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking at someone who's abusing or misusing funds, I'm like, you should be celebrating me because <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I spent nothing on my Easter clothes. But I will say this. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay. Sorry, sorry. No, right. no, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, Brooke. Yes. Do you feel like that was the main attack? Because I, I feel like a bit of it was the clothes. The clothes made them feel uncomfortable. It felt like the post mm -hmm. was what made them feel uncomfortable. The caption that you were... What, what, what I was, what I, at least from what I understand, it felt like there was a lot of, um, you're, you're, you're selling an ad. This is an ad for a clothing brand and you're, and you're talking about Easter yeah. and the collision of the two people, it really unsettled people. Sure. Yeah. And you know, that I'll say, I, I could see that, although it wasn't anywhere near my mind. Like, you know, that wasn't what I was posting. I wasn't trying to sell something or anything like that. Right. I was actually expressing gratitude and thanking Jerry. Jerry doesn't need my help. And, I mean, he has uh, 1.7 million <laughs> followers, and that's not even including Fear of God's own account, which you, I don't know if you actually you, you tagged Fear of God, but you didn't you didn't yeah. you didn't mention. And the caption. irony is that none of that's for sale right now at all. Yeah, you can't buy it. You can't buy that's it. That's how expensive so, it is. Yeah, no, no, it just isn't out. So I wasn't even thinking about that. It's not like people go and buy the stuff, and um, but I actually just wanted to one thank Jerry. And because I just felt grateful, and two, um, I thought that it, there was su such an interesting, serendipitous kind of um, beauty to wearing a collection that he is using to express his faith and spirituality called Eternal. 
on a Sunday that is the most significant Sunday where Jesus disrupts the now with the eternal. And um, and so I, I guess I just thought, oh, for everyone who can see it, like if you mm-hmm. want to see the things that that somehow, you know, if you want to use the language of the universe, how the universe brings things together that you could never do. Right. Right. Because I couldn't have orchestrated this the way it happened. I mean, I just happened, we just happened to see each other. Then I happened to, you know, give him some feet, you know, some, just try to be a sounding board for him. And then he offers, uh, hey, do you want to come wear this stuff? And then it happens to fit me perfectly. And it happens to be called Eternal. And I, it happens to be Easter. Yeah. I'm like, but also like behind yeah. the scenes, no one would know that you've been working really hard to get fit. Like you, like I've seen it behind the scenes and I want to celebrate it because you've been working really hard Woo-woo. to like <laughs> work out three times a week. To get healthy. To yeah. get your steps in, to eat healthy. Meal prepping. Reg- meal prepping. Yeah. You know, like shout out Icon Foods yeah, for saying, keeping <laughs> us alive right now. Icon Foods. You know, if, if I'm going to get attacked for like sending out shout outs to sponsors. Uh, yeah, go buy Icon Foods. I've we don't have a sponsor, me. by the way. <laughs> but uh, Icon Foods is, uh, I've tried other prep foods and they're so terrible. I've thrown them away. Yeah, this is literally not an ad. Full no. disclosure, I think we might have invested in it. <laughs> but <laughs> full disclosure, it keeps me alive. It's what the only thing in my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> but, so it's been great. And, uh, but uh, but that this wasn't that. This um, wasn't that. You know, I, I have, oh, I wish I had stock in fear of God. I have no stock in fear of God. Let <laughs> us buy in, my man. We would. <laughs> and, and the funny thing, and in some odd way, he's our competitor because we make clothes. So He's <laughs> not our competitor. He's like, beca- he's become like the godfather yeah. Yeah. Of, of, of initially, it, it, what I love about Jerry and what I love about, um, I'll call him Mr. Lorenzo. And and mm-hmm. fear of God is that he has elevated multiple demographics mm-hmm. and price points mm-hmm. continually. Yeah, starting with fear of God, watching the evolution over seven seasons, mm-hmm. and now with Eternal, and then Eighth Collection. I'm sure that will come out in the next five years, mm-hmm. and then with Essentials and with Fog and these kind of different uh, diffusions of the brand. Mm-hmm. And what I love about him is that a lot of these brands go to you know in the background of fashion, you go to Target or you'll go to like a Walmart. So you kind of do these like, you know, these these mass collaborations to sure. make money because so much in high high luxury fashion, it, it, the money isn't really there. Mm-hmm. What I love about Jerry is he went, no, I'm not gonna actually cheapen the quality. I'm actually gonna make it better. I'm gonna keep elevating and elevating. Keep elevating yeah. the design, the quality, the intentionality mm-hmm. of it. And I'm gonna give you essentials. And then I'm going to give it to you at a price point that you can actually afford. And, mm-hmm. and I understand that it's not affordable for everybody. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not trying to make a generalization, but a much more affordable mm-hmm. price point. He is, he, ha- he, is, he is really leading the way in, in that regard. Yeah. I, can I read his post? Because he also posted about you. Okay. Also, and, and I just want to say that the reason I said competitor is because when people are saying you're, you're, you're trying to sell his stuff, I'm going, gosh, if, I, if I'm that strategic, I should be trying to sell my stuff. Yeah, but, <laughs> and we thought about that. We but, thought about making a suit from our own gallery and then being like, this is made by us. But I didn't even wear anything that we make. I only I wore something that a friend made and I wanted to celebrate it because it's, it's extraordinary, it's beautiful. And he is shameless about his faith. The more successful he's become, the more open he's become about his faith. It's so crazy. All he does is talk about Jesus. All he does is talk about faith. All he does is talk about the eternal. And so if I'm going to promote anyone, I want to promote someone who's promoting Jesus. (laughs) So it's it's really interesting, right? Because for me, you know, you can feel however you feel about the brand. Mm -hmm. But did the clothes evoke a specific emotion when you wore them? 
Did you feel something when you put it on? Yeah, I did. What? Could you describe that? Yeah. One, um, it, 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 it was strangely cozy and luxurious at the same time. <laughs> it's like, the most important thing I know is ironic. I felt comfortable. Huh. Like I felt like it was in my own skin. I didn't feel like I was wearing something that someone else wanted me to wear. I was wearing something that was really natural to my personality, mm. very natural to who I am as a person. And um, I think that's, the, that. to me, that's kind of like the goal is to wear things where you're not thinking about what you're wearing, just thinking about being yourself. Yeah. And yeah. and, uh, and I, I, I felt an immense level of gratitude. Right. And um, because I, I, I actually, you know, I know this is a hard concept, but I do think God wants us to enjoy life and he, and he does like bring beautiful things into our path. See, yeah. this is not contrary to my view of God. Yeah. I, I think God uh, in, in his graciousness um, was celebrating that moment and, uh, and made it possible for me. I don't, think I, I, I don't think we made that happen on our own. I think that God was in the middle of all that. It was really beautiful. Yeah. Um, but you, you can't- Did you ask, feel joy? I did. I, I, was, I felt joy and I felt confidence. Huh. And because when you're, when you're wearing something that makes you feel really good about, you know, yourself, you do feel a sense of joy and happiness in that yeah. moment, but you also have a, like a different sense of confidence. Like, um, because you, you, you know, everything you wear is a statement of some kind and, yeah. uh, it's a declaration of something. And, um, but I, I didn't think that deeply about it. I was just going, this is just a beautiful moment. It was just cool. Yeah. It's just it cool. Just cool. And, you, you and know, it was fun. And I, I know it's hard for people to believe this, but, Sometimes you're just a human being living life. Yeah. And uh, what I was sharing on Instagram was how grateful I was in that moment. And I thought the people who yeah. um, were part of my life would also celebrate it with me. Yeah. So Jerry posted. So Jerry hit me up, hit me up yesterday and was like, hey, can you send the photos? And I was like, yeah, of course. Let me, let me send them. And Austin, Austin's team took a bunch of these. And he, he posted it uh, 18 hours ago and said, in the most unexpected of collaborations, between friends, my man, Erwin McManus, delivered a powerful message this Easter Sunday on the Eternal. We had coffee earlier last week to catch up and casually I offered to lend him a look from our latest collection for Sunday. Little did I know the look would inspire a transcendent yet timely message, a collection built with the intent to transcend age, gender, space, and time, and a message delivered with the same purpose. Tune into At Mosaic's platform tomorrow to catch the service. Love you, man. Thanks for being a friend. Mm. For me, that's oh. so special. But then also, you're, he posted a photo uh, of himself because he did a New York Times thing mm -hmm. this morning in New York Times fashion, um, which is really cool. And then he also posted Seth Curry in a similar suit from the from the Eternal Collection. So that was really cool too. So you're on the same line of Instagram as, as <laughs> Steph Curry. And that is awesome. So I'm kind of wondering, like when Steph Curry wears a Fear of God suit and starts draining threes, is that like um, a conflict of interest for him? <laughs> Well, no, but no, but I do, but yeah. I do, th I do think, uh, you know, but it, so it's just, it seems like the primary attack is or primary critique, and and I've been having this kind of ideological sure. conversation with a lot of people who've been hitting me up. I, I woke up to a lot of like, to DMs being like, "Hey, you're a douchebag. Hey, you're an a hole. Hey, you're all these things. Go f yourself." Go. I, I got a lot of these DMs, ironically, from like women, white women in their mid forties, mm. with kids in the back of their profile photos who were all private, and. It was very interesting. Almost zero men. Mm. One person did call me Mark Driscoll, but I said the difference between Mark Driscoll and I was that he used he used an alias, William Wallace, on blogs to talk trash about people. I use a pseudonym called Battle Ready Podcast, and it is so obvious that it's me. 
It follows me. I say it's me. I'm the only person in the stories. I said I was Batman. I thought I, I confused this man. I confused this man. I said I am the Batman. And you drew it. And my man got confused. He got lost. He got lost in his own sauce. Here's my thing. Uh, the argument was special. Mm -hmm. I posted a story sending people mm -hmm. to her page. Mm -hmm. Then I got critiqued for saying that I, you sent your trolls mm -hmm. to go attack her. I think what I said, because I took it all down, I deleted all my comments because mm -hmm. for me in the moment, you're in the arena, it's fun, but I don't, it's not a historical like artifact. I don't sure. want this thing forever. So just delete it, let it let go, have, have a conversation. The post did go from 40 to 500 comments. Well, you... I think she accomplished what she, then. No, I accomplished what she tried to set out to accomplish. Now like, it's over 600 comments. Well, well, you're welcome. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't know what her intent was. I, like, I actually, I rarely do this, but I responded. I put a comment on her. Yeah, you did. And I only wished her the best. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and I said, hey, I, I'm not a celebrity because uh, she was calling me a celebrity you, pastor. But, and But you kind of are. You're not a celebrity pastor, but you're kind of a celebrity. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah. And, and then I, but I just hate the connotation. It's like, the moment you call somebody that you're just like trying to, you, you know, feel like it's them. a degrading. Yeah. Um, but, and, but I also said like, I, I absolutely love Jesus. And um, I think what she's, yeah, I don't know as a psychotherapist, how you couldn't see that what you said was judgmental and, um, and hurtful. See, I actually, I want people to know, first of all, I have feelings. Yes. I, I feel hurt really deeply. Yeah. Uh, the day after Easter, I should have been celebrating and just enjoying, and I was really hurting and felt really sad. Yeah. And because I, I, I don't ever want to demean Jesus. I don't ever want to take away from the power of the message of Easter, the resurrection. I never want to discredit uh, the role of being a pastor, and that's happened enough. And um, and I felt very sad. I felt I felt sad that I maybe you know um, took attention away from Easter yeah, Sunday. Yeah. My thing is this, my thing is this. Most of my friends didn't care about Easter. I'm gonna be really yeah. honest. Most of my friends don't care about Easter. You know what they cared about? They cared about Coachella. Yeah. They cared about Coachella and they were at Coachella. They even offered to fly me out to Coachella. I had, I had tickets to Coachella. Do you, do you know I would like to be wearing that flower floral shirt that I was wearing <laughs> very open with my new muscles in front of Harry Styles Ooh. dancing away? All right, as, but, to as it was. Are you kidding me? But no, I'm here. <laughs> okay, I'm I, here celebrating yes. the death and resurrection of Jesus. But I'd also like to be enjoying Coachella. But I want to say this because when the person, this is the, the bigger issue for me. It's not about me. Wait, hold on. I didn't finish my point. Okay. But the point of this is this. Yeah. This post made my friends who don't care care. Mm. My friends who don't know God, my friends who 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 know of God, who've come to Mosaic, who who. I am in dialogue every day mm -hmm. and they have been the, the, some of the greatest breath of fresh air because some, I think sometimes we get mm -hmm. stuck in this place and I hear these comments or I hear these people or well, attacks or criti critiques or however you want to call it. And my friends give me this breath of fresh air going like, I told them what, what happened and they started laughing like, why is that a big <laughs> deal? Why do you care? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I just, they, the, you know, the way I'm structured yeah. I, I would ask for forgiveness a thousand times if I thought I did something that would diminish Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just built that way, yeah. you know? And, and what this person doesn't realize what she opens is you, you can't be Pandora 
and not be responsible for what comes out of the box when you open it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people love being Pandora and they think that uh, she sent it to me. She wanted me to know that she attacked me. 100%. She wanted me to be hurt. She, she wanted me to feel shamed. She wanted the numbers. Whether whether, and, whether she admits it or not, she wanted the numbers. And, and then she so, also, well, hold on. She writes the New York Times, right? She's written op-eds for them, yes. Okay. And then she, and then with that, she's like upcycling it to more New York Times authors trying mm -hmm. to get more people on this thing. Yes. Yeah. So my thing is this, is like New York Times, which one are you? You like Fear of God and you don't like us? Or you, or you don't like Fear of God and, and, and you still don't like us. Well, I think they you may featured like Fear, Fear of God. God on the same day that your New York Times uh, writers are, are, are featuring us trying to talk trash. But the only, you can cancel me, sure, go for it. I, my time has probably come. I've canceled myself a number of times. <laughs> it's why I'm not a pastor. It's why I have no interest in being one right now. And, and I understand that. But I, have, I can't do anything about the fact that you're my dad. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I took Batman. There was too much Batman yesterday. I want to read this because... Which one do you want to read? And I'm going to read a few of these. But hold on. If you read them, she's going to say we're playing the victim card. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying is that uh, I said to you last week, uh, you can't bully me because I'm not a victim. Right. Yep. I just want to be clear. You just need to be responsible for the momentum you create. And so this is one of many DMs I got. You are taking souls away from Christ and leading them to hell with your teachings. Death to you. I got quite a few. Um, Tell me his name. Um, no. You can't because it's private and it's a fake account, right? That's right. Yeah, it's a ghost account. You're yeah. a coward and you're garbage. Yeah. False prophet, heresy, devil. Your heresies will send you to the depth of hell. Shame on you. Death to you. Tag me and come yeah. at me. I'll give you my number. So I'll give you my address and let's meet there. You want to talk back. trash or you want to solve it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't go down with them. And, I'm not and, uh, going down. But no, hey, here, here's the thing. This is not new. 20 years ago, um, I had Christians who had websites where they said they were going to kill me. And um, throughout my life, the most threatening, violent, unkind people have been people who call themselves Christians. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the reasons it's been always this tense relationship for me. And because um, I'm stuck because I believe in Jesus with every fiber of my being, and I believe in the beauty of mosaic and what God has created here. But I hate this Christian culture where you find some kind of pleasure in destroying other people. Yeah. It's, it's dark and it's unhealthy. And so when I wake up to a bunch of DMs going, die, death to you, mm. I'm like, do you understand what we're doing to each other. Mm -hmm. So in my hurt, I could have responded to her in a very aggressive and antagonistic way, but it didn't. I, I responded to her and I, I, and I hoped and prayed the best for her. Um, because see, I don't want whatever's fueling her heart to be in my heart. See, I don't want whatever's fueling these people to fuel me. And I think that's the bigger conversation is what kind of world are you creating by the choices you're making, the words that you're saying? And, um, and if, you've, if you've got inner struggles, don't project them on everyone else. I am not the person who hurt you. Ooh. And I, you know, it's funny. I'm looking like I've been a follower of Jesus now for 
43 years since I was 20 years old, 63 now. I've been married to the same woman for 38 years. I've always been faithful to my wife, Kim. Um, we've been best friends for nearly 40 years. Um, I've, I live in, I've been here in the same city for 30 years, and the people here know me. You and Mariah, my kids, know me inside and out. Hmm. Um, like, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do with your life so that strangers don't find pleasure in trying to destroy you. Mm. And I don't know what it is that's so dark. See, I, I could understand this if a person didn't believe in God or they didn't believe in Jesus or, or just didn't have um, God's Spirit living in them. But this, this is obviously the people who believe in God, believe in Jesus, have God's Spirit in them. Why is there so much vitriol and hate and, and um, envy and jealousy? Because when you get upset at something like this, you're like, you, you, you're you're showing your own unhappiness. So, okay. So the same applies for me. Yeah. Because then I posted a story. Mm -hmm. And I've done this, I think, almost not every time we get criticized, but when anything specific that I feel like is an interesting topic right. of conversation, you know, I, I often say the podcast isn't just me and mm -hmm. you. It's everyone who follows along. And so they're a part of the conversation. They're sure. part of the community. This is a special thing we're building. And I am really grateful for people like Quitters Club, Jensen JPEG, like these 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 pseudonyms and these people who I've become friends with over the last few years during COVID on, on Instagram because they support and they build mm -hmm. into. And, you know, I, I, I posted, I have to go to a workout, do what you will. <laughs> I did say, be nice, even though I wasn't nice, which people <laughs> have said I'm hypocritical for. I am the catcher in the rye. I am the biggest hypocrite you've ever met. I've made so many mistakes in my life. You literally can't cancel you, but you can cancel me. When you do, we'll get the best autobiography in the world. And I'll tell you everything I've ever done wrong. And if you really want to talk about it, we can talk about it. It's not fun, but we'll do it. And we'll get down in the muck. And then I'll have a great relationship with my mom. And then it'll all get, you know, you did that. Okay, we'll talk about it. But it is, but it's because I think I used to live in this fear where, you know, they go attack you and then I stand up for you and they start attacking me. Yeah. attacking my character, start looking for yeah. people I dated, start looking for drugs I did, start looking for all the moments in my life where I was bad, you know? Mm -hmm. I remember I got caught at a party flipping off the camera and I begged, I faked being a lawyer, being please take this down. My <laughs> client is gonna, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, I was a, I was wild. I have moments of being wild. Like, my journey of faith has been a roller coaster. It hasn't been this straight line mm -hmm. up like SpaceX, you know? <laughs> Mine has been the rockets that blow up. Like, oh. I get up and it's like, Psh, and he's like, at least there wasn't anyone on there. <laughs> a little more North Korean, huh? No, but it's like, like. <laughs> the missiles that didn't make it. <laughs> I'm the easier target. Mm -hmm. And, but you're the nice one and the kind one and the elegant one. And I did comment this at one point because I deleted all my comments. Mm -hmm. like, ah, it's a moment in time. And I said, the, he's not asking for our defense because he's built for kindness and positivity and I'm built for chaos. And I say that acting tough, trying to be tough, trying to be the Stephen Colbert version of on Battle Ready. And yet it hurts you so much. And it hurts me so much because I'm texting you last night, eating my Icon meals <laughs> in sadness on my couch. You ate three of them. Are you like stress eating? <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted the cookies that were your house. But it, 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 it pains me because I walked in yesterday and I only had 30 minutes where I had to go to do my next thing. And, and I, 
you know, like the post and the criticism you I was sitting next to and was like, hey, I only have 30 minutes. You're going to talk to me. And you're like, sorry, I, I was dealing with something online. And I was like, and I have access to all your things. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, show me where it is. I'm digging through DMs and trying to find who you block, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, and I find it. And then I was like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, I didn't sick trolls on you. I, I, I did a, whether you, whether people agree with how I do things or not, she opened a forum on her page for mm-hmm. a conversation. But and she did want the conversation. She did. She just wanted it to be one sided. She just wanted to control the narrative. Yeah. Which you find later because she starts controlling it again with like they're attacking me and they've blocked their comments. No, you can comment. You just have to follow us. Yeah. And and we were and we and, don't. And by want, the way, I didn't comment on you. I I went to your site and I actually wished the best of you and yeah. said I but like I didn't. consider what you I said. I didn't. I did not. And right. I don't wish the best for her. I don't wish bad <laughs> things for her. I, oh my gosh, I didn't tell you. I, uh, one of the people who DM me this morning mm-hmm. is a witch. Oh. And is like, the full moon is bright and starts saying all these things are like spells. And I was like, wait, are you a witch? And she goes, yes. And she has photos of her family, photos of her husband, mm-hmm. all these things. And she goes, I would like, like saying like, I'm going to destroy your life. Yeah, I had, I had a witch yeah. send me a curse as well. Yeah. Where, yeah. where, right? where are these on, witches on from? Yeah. How often do you find a witch? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and are usually at our 11 a.m. <laughs> they got a lot of crystals in that place. Yeah, not 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 St. John's wife crystal, but like actual yeah. rock crystals. And, and this is why it's important to know. It's this is not a battle over fashion brands. This is actually a battle between darkness and light. But uh, maybe I was too and, dark yesterday. Uh, you may have been. You can get pretty intense when you feel someone's attacking me. Absolutely. And um, but um, but if you attack. Don't cry wolf when someone attacks back. I don't, what, Brooke, did I attack? Attack her? Did I attack her? Attack is is a difficult word. No, no, be real, be brutally honest. Was he intense? You were very no, no. intense. Did, but did I attack? Did you say anything about her? I don't want to say you attacked her. I think you attacked the post she put up. I, I don't think I attacked her. I, mm-hmm. I made fun of some cats. I might've used a clown <laughs> emoji a few times. But that is a part of the character I play on the Vatteretti Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, I don't know. You were very congenial. You were having a great time. I was in doing jo- it. <laughs> Some people golf. Some people what? Some golf. people golf. And I do that. And you Batman. <laughs> I Batman. Some people golf, yeah. you Batman. But I do want it to be a learning lesson. I want to, I want to elevate. And, um, and there, I think there's several like things here. One is I want to be, some people said, oh, I always liked Urban McManus until this. Or maybe this Erwin is it's a faux pas. And I'm like, if you actually like me until I do something you don't like, I don't know if you really liked me. That's that's yeah. the that's the problem with social media followership, right? It, it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And because um, I just want to assure you, I will do something that will offend you or something that will yeah. uh, upset you or something that you're going to disagree with. And, yeah, yeah. and um, the whole purpose of Battle Ready is to go, can you still be friends <laughs> and have yeah. different positions, different, yeah. you know, perspectives? And um, and then secondly, I just gonna I want to say so clearly, um, I would never consciously do anything to diminish or demean who Jesus is, and uh, yeah. and the role of the church in the world. Yeah. Um, and and I just want people to know that that's actually the pure motivation of my heart. You know. But thirdly, okay. I am Erwin Raphael McManus. Ooh, tell him. And I'm not the same as everyone else. I am different. Oh, I did say that one time. Ah, I said that no. in one of the DMs, yeah. Uh, it's like, so I, not the same. I am, I I know, I'm eccentric. 
Mm. I'm esoteric. I'm not only out of the box, I've never found my box. And I'm always going to do things that people are going to think that pastors aren't supposed to do. I've started companies. I've started, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I've worked as you an say, artist, a designer, when you, creator. When you say I started companies, that's you saying I'm rich and I'm not going to apologize for it. I, I work hard and I'm successful. I'm good at what I do and I'm not going to apologize for it. Yeah. And uh, I got the suit for free, but I want you to know I can afford it. And, uh, and I'm very likely. I had to pay for my clothes. I was with <laughs> Jerry and you. He did not offer to dress me. My man did not go. And you tried to, you were like, hey, what would Aaron look good? And I was like, don't do it. We might both, we might, like, I, like at least. No, because it just, it's just this limited, this, this, this mindset that, that we all have to be less and less and less and less. That's what I actually want to have a conversation about. Like, what is wrong with you that you think everyone has to be smaller and smaller and smaller? And I just want to, I'm going to go ahead and make my statement. I will not be small for you just because it makes you feel better about the small life you've chosen. And it's, to me, I don't have time to criticize anyone. I, I've not spent one moment in my life thinking, Elon Musk is too rich. Or Elon Musk has too many opportunities, too many options. I'm like, I love the fact that Elon Musk is so insane and so brilliant and so talented and so courageous. He's created Tesla and SpaceX, SpaceX and trying to buy Twitter and everything. I'm going, I want more of that in the world. And I don't want him to be limited by my limitations. So I have a question. He, he released a statement saying he doesn't own any houses anymore. And then he lives in like one of those box trailers dropped off at SpaceX's headquarters and outside of Austin. His ex-wives live in some houses though. His ex-wives live, and he owned like seven houses in Brentwood at one point. Like, he, like the guy, he got the money. Yeah. But he says he lives at his friend's house. Homie, you better be paying some rent. <laughs> <laughs> My man is is like worth a hundred billion dollars, and he stays with friends. Well, is that noble? <laughs> <laughs> Why did he buy his friend's house? He's like, he's like, I don't have any houses, but I do have a plane because it saves me time. And I'm like, buy a house. He has a rocket ship. <laughs> I want to establish this now. I want to be, we were talking about this with goals with one of our yeah. other friends, Dan. And we're talking about the art of communication. Mm -hmm. We're talking about these projects we're building. And he's like, what are some goals? And I was like, I want to be so wealthy. I can buy pastors' houses so th and that they own, that they own outright, mm -hmm. but that I can pay for and gift to them so they yeah. can live in major cities. Like, why do you guys have to commute in? I yeah. want to be so opulent, not in the expression of the money, but in my generosity with the money. Yeah. But I have to say it to do it. Like if I just have this secret thing where I'm like, well, I, I'm afraid to talk about money or afraid to talk about the clothes I have, afraid to talk about the car I drive. But honestly, like I wish I could cuss in this podcast sometimes because sometimes I'm more and more expressive in my intense, like vulgar language. <laughs> like, I don't care what you think. It hurts me. Like it affects me. But ultimately, when I wake up and I shower off, you're not what I'm praying about. Because mm -hmm. I pray naked in the shower. That's what I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I really do. I'm in the shower and I take, before I get out of the shower every day, I try to take 30 seconds where I just stand there and I breathe and I pray and I like think about what I'm going to accomplish in the day or manifest in my life. <laughs> my dad hates that word. <laughs> but what I'm going to get done. And oftentimes I'm like, okay, it's not about being rich for the sake of being rich for me. It, I, I want to be wealthy, to be, gen to be generous, but also to never have to be in that ecosystem of blue collar, uh, uh, like self-destruction. 
because it felt like it didn't feel like these people are talking about socks being too expensive or he sells this or they're gonna look at our master class he sells it for you know thirty two hundred dollars yeah. guess what we ain't stopping because of you at some point we may not be the people you might not be the person at mosaic but we're gonna still exist and we're still gonna sell yeah. things we're still gonna build life and you know what if you want to be great attach yourself go and buy the art of communication learn from him like go and study jerry lorenzo's clothes i was in his warehouse touching every piece of fabric, taking notes on my phone. He he said three fabrics I'd never heard of. I was on Google afterwards going, who makes this? How do I get this? How do I do this? Like be an absolute sponge and be obsessive. Mm -hmm. But these people, like I had a, a girl today, a woman, these aren't even girls, these are women saying, uh, I hope when you go before God that you can answer to atone for like your behavior. And I, I DM'd her and I said, we don't worship the same God. And you know, and I've been thinking about this a lot because I was having this conversation with my friend Ayla and she's a Muslim and and she's she's like a practicing, she's in Ramadan right now, mm -hmm. she's fasting. And you know, and, and her, her description and her relationship to God resonates more to me than that woman and her description of God and how she's judging me. Mm. And so, and I have been struggling with that. It doesn't mean I'm a Muslim, but I, but I do believe in the way that she practices more than I do believe in the way that this woman practices. And so I, in what way? She's kind. She's intelligent. She's DMing me going, dude, congrats. That's so freaking cool. Are you kidding me? Like your dad's so <laughs> sick. I want to go to Mosaic. And this woman, I promise you, like you could not pay enough money to sit in this building. I would never want you here. Like, I would just, I don't want that to exist inside of my environment. And you know what? You mean the judgmentalism? The, the judgmentalism. Yeah. The, 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 and I said, I was like, I am not going to succumb to your limited mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm, it's not that they're not, it's not that they're unintelligent, it's that they literally have not been unlocked. Yeah. Like, it's like the Matrix. Like, it, it's crazy to me. I'm like, you, it's like, I, someone needs to pull the cord and get you out of Orange County or whatever like suburb you were just self-destructing inside of. Well, it's 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 odd because how can you believe in Jesus and not believe in grace? And some of you going, I hope that you are held accountable for everything you did. Going, what you're actually saying then is that you do not you do not believe in the power of the cross, in the sacrifice of Jesus and His resurrection, because none of us deserve the grace and mercy and compassion and love of God. That's the whole point. If I get to heaven and I see you there, I'm going to go the other way. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to ask if there's a third spot. <laughs> I'm going to, is there, can you send me back, Lord? I want to do something. I want to do, no, send me then, back. Because then you become her. No, no. If I, yes. I'm happy if she's in heaven. I don't want her to not get in. I just don't want to go to the same place as you. Meet me at our spot. <laughs> Meet me at a spot. All right. Third spot. I have a no, question. But, Go what? ahead, sorry. Go ahead. No, go it's fine. I'll go ahead, Brooke. No, it was an impassioned transition. I don't want to mess you no, up. No, it's fine. That that statement makes you feel uncomfortable, but I I, I don't know if I want to be in heaven with all these. That's because you grew up with so many judgmental, condemning I grew up with, I grew with people. I grew up with Christians we knew trying to kill us, showing up in my... I remember getting phone calls when I was in college from Mariah being like, there are men at my door trying to get in. I'm here. Mom went out to the grocery store. Can you please drive back right now? Like, I remember I remember me standing in the hallway with a baseball bat and you had a samurai sword because it was, it, was it was what was on the walls. And five men were getting out of a white van in the middle of the night and they were trying to get into our house because they were connected to the death threats. They were trying to terrify us. Like... 
I remember those nights. People don't talk about those nights, mm -hmm. but I have never been persecuted by a Muslim. I have never been persecuted by a Scientologist or by a Jewish person or or by an atheist. Eh, or by maybe a an atheist. But I said a Muslim. Yeah. That was the first one. But I have been persecuted by Christians. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting. Like, if you don't want me on the team, I'm not on your team. But I have a different team. We don't worship the same God. I'm fairly confident about that. Yeah, I just... Um, when we have these conversations attacking each other publicly, we actually diminish Jesus more. And my ultimate desire is for us to have conversations where a person without God would listen to us when we disagree and go, wow, there's something special about these people. They can disagree and still be incredibly respectful and loving and honoring of each other. Um, it doesn't elevate you when you tear somebody down. It, it doesn't make you more when you make someone less. And um, and I know that, you know, we're in the middle of all the stuff with um, even, you know, the, you the, the storylines with Hillsong and, yeah. you know, it's like... But it's interesting because I got brought up in the comments. Yeah, People like, well, if you Google them, they're, they're on Hillsong Channel and they had a show and then they just changed the name to Battle Ready, but Battle Ready existed first. It's been yeah. around for five years. It's because people are always looking for some way to attack. And I, I'm like, look, even then, you don't want to diminish the wonder of who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And you don't want to assume every person trying to pastor or do ministry is bad. You you have to believe that um, there are good people out there trying to do good things in the world and not want to prove everyone is uh, dark and jaded and hypocritical. And by the way, if you actually believe that, it, it can only be because you are. And all the research shows that um, people who are trustworthy believe there are trustworthy people in the world. And people who are untrustworthy are convinced there are no trustworthy people in the world. Mm. And, and so what you're saying about people you don't know says more about you than the people you don't know because you don't know me. Mm. And... Um, and I, so I, I always find it interesting how personal it gets. I know because it's it isn't like because I guess initially it was celebrity pastor. You know, mm -hmm. here's a here's my thesis in two posts, two two screenshots or something. But it it went to it went to us personally and who we're connected to and the kind of socks sure. and like and the price points and and like I, my socks are Hanes right now, like but I got some socks from Japan coming mm -hmm. that are ten x like the cost and I. I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think, I think the fact that we get so personal is bad. I could have handled the situation better. I gave her what she asked for. And I, I, I initiated a conversation that I think is fair. You post something about my dad. We have a podcast about these very things. She knew what she was doing to attach like the Hillsong thing and that's their connection. And like, they must be another mega church and they must be all the, he's like, what does it matter? Like you want to come for, there's going to be good and bad if you look everywhere. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, um, not a single pastor in this world died on the cross for you. No. Huh. And so it's like, I, you're, I am not worthy of your worship yeah. <laughs> and nor have I asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so we got to stop confusing pastors with Jesus we got to stop acting like anyone can meet the ultimate standard of who Jesus is. We all fall short of that. 
and um, it, you know, and uh, and even given like maybe the way I worded my post wasn't the wisest or wasn't the best or communicate things that could be misunderstood. Even there, we've got to start learning how to give each other the benefit of the doubt and look at the overarching narrative of a person's life. My wife, your mom, is in Tijuana right now working to get... She is? Yes. Shit. I thought she's in the house. No, she's in, she's in Mexico because she's trying to help facilitate Ukrainian refugees who have escaped the war who are trapped on the other side of the border to get in the United States. In a week, she's leaving and flying to Moldova, going into Ukraine, because she's been working for the last, we've been working for the last few months to help people who are trapped in Ukraine, especially uh, with uh, orphans and uh, families without their husbands to get to safety. Um, yeah, you know, no one's gonna post about that, you know? Oh, and the, the and, funny thing is, is that like, like, the, your your post got less comments than her post. And I posted initially in the morning about like, hey, go give my dad some love. Like he bore this amazing thing, whatever. And people did. But people like to watch the car crash, the train wreck, the disaster, the whirlwind more than they like to, to praise people. Yeah. And I don't like watching the train wreck. No. And that's where I've got to stop being a part of the train wreck. <laughs> I see the train wreck happen and I like drive into the train wreck. You got to get out of your choo-choo. <laughs> Get out of my train. Yeah, because yeah. you're driving that train right to the wreck. And I, I look, I'm just going to, um, this is the way I'm I, going to respond. Okay. You respond, then I respond. I'm going to live my best life. Leave, Take it or leave it. I'm going to get up every day. I'm going to love life. I'm going to enjoy it fully. And if I have a friend named Jerry Lorenzo who says you can wear a suit, I'm wearing the suit. And if I want to say thank you, I'm going to say thank you. And if I have a friend, Todd Abrams, who owns a company called Abr uh, Icon Foods. and Icon Meals. Uh, Icon Meals. And I'm loving the food. And I'm, I want him to be successful. Yes, I want to be clear. I want Jerry Lorenzo to be super, super successful. More, I want him to blow it out. I, yeah. I want him to surpass Louis Vuitton. I, I want yeah. Todd Abrams to have yeah. a company that goes into the billions. Why? Right? Because these yeah. people are the people I want to have great wealth so they can actually yeah. do great good. And if I have influence and I can help these yeah. people be successful... I'm going to do it. And yeah. that's not why I posted that post. But now that you're at, saying I did, I'm just going to go ahead and go. It's not a bad idea to help good people do good things. Yeah. There's it, nothing wrong with that. It, it, is the, <laughs> it is the thing that holds us back, I think, is like the Christian faith. Like I would almost never call myself a Christian. I'd call myself a father of Jesus, yeah. you know, and then at times like a bad one. Um, but like my friends who are, who are Jews, who are Jewish, like we don't understand the hus like he's like you know they'll be like we complain about everything but like but we don't complain about this idea of making money like why wouldn't you want to make money like you want to make more money so you can help more people and build more jewish people's wealth like like they're like they they understand the idea of generational wealth and legacy mm -hmm. Christians have this like pariah mentality where we're so parasitic that if it, it, we've become the tall poppy thing yeah. and my thing is like I'm not one of you we are not the same we're different we're not even the same species we don't worship the same God and I don't I'm not a leader in your mega church vibe I can't really think about the fact that I'm born as your son and that I like you and that even <laughs> if I didn't believe in God I'd still come to Mosaic because I like the people at Mosaic mm -hmm. not all of them and I have no interest in being all their friends but I like the people I like and I'm unashamed about it mm-hmm and so you want to come for me for something. Good Lord. Brooke, you had something you wanted to add. Yeah. Well, I just had a quick question for you, like to follow up on what you guys are sharing. Why do you think someone feels it's their responsibility 
to air a grievance against something they think someone else is doing wrong. And to second that, do you think it's anyone's responsibility to put someone on blast or something they think they did wrong? I think Elon Musk should have bought Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> because I think Elon Musk believes in free speech. And what, you're saying the liberals that are on the board don't? I think the liberals on the board do not believe in free speech. They believe in controlled <laughs> speech. And Brooke, this is a answer to your question. And um, which I now forgot completely. <laughs> the question was, Brooke? Is it anyone's responsibility to air someone out for something they think they did wrong? And yeah. why do people think it's their Since responsibility? Just asking, was, that, yeah. was that post wrong and those kinds of posts wrong? Yeah, what I would say is that um, if you are actually trying to make the world better, you make the world better relationally, not um, flamboyantly. Mm. That when you're posting things to the whole world, you're just trying to make yourself look better. Mm. And um, if- Like a like, holier than thou aspect. Yeah, I mean, she really cared, right? If she, if this was genuinely like a yeah, deep she, concern, she yeah. could have sent me a private DM going- For sure, she doesn't, hey, she doesn't care about you. No, she, she care doesn't about care about me. And, no. and but, but the thing is that, you need to be careful critiquing people you don't care about because your motivation may actually be to be more destructive than constructive. And and so I, I try not to criticize other people. Um, Can I tell you why she did it? Well, what do you think she did it? I'm mean, telling you what I think, why I think yeah. she did it. She did it for the numbers. She did it for the numbers. Like 100%, she did it for the numbers. She she posted it for the numbers. She She said what she said for the numbers. And she is trying, to, she knows that there is a Hillsong conversation. And I guarantee you, her and her friend, I wouldn't even be surprised if they colluded on this, but pre or post, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, they're the next ones. We got Hillsong, let's go get Mosaic. Mm -hmm. And they did it for the numbers. It is why you do that. You, you don't, you don't, you don't, you yeah. don't post on Instagram to like, to create a, you don't post that post on Instagram to create a healthy conversation. Yeah, and it's interesting. Someone asked me, uh, Brooke, um, do you think the problem is a mega church celebrity culture? And I said, no, there are pastors of small churches that also have affairs and pastors of small churches that also make ethical choices that are destructive. Right. They're just not newsworthy. Right. And, um, and, I, and I guess, you know, if we end up in the New York Times, I guess we suddenly become we're, we're it's we become newsworthy. No one writes news that isn't newsworthy. And I'll give you an example. Every day on CNN right now, I'm seeing Ukraine, but there there are wars and conflicts and global crises all over the world that no one's reporting on. Yeah, they don't care, and uh, that maybe even are more significant. Mm -hmm. The massacres by the Chinese of the Muslim uh, minorities in, in Africa, in, in China and uh, Africa. Yeah. And literally, literally shipping people over. Yeah. yeah there, there, there are some horrific things happening, uh, but um, they are not advantageous from a news perspective. And, you know, I, the way I look at it, like they've been writing stories. People have been writing stories about Mosaic for years and years, decades. And somehow the stories always end up pretty positive. And many of the journalists who have come as atheists have actually come to faith and yeah. uh, because of the conversations or um, have come to respect faith because of it. Right. And, you know, you kind of mosaic, you're going to, it's, it's, it's sort of an unimpressive 
megachurch story because megachurches own tens of millions of dollars worth of property. We own no property at all. So you come to Mosaic going, how's this a megachurch? We don't own a single piece of land anywhere. And you know, you look, you're looking at the megachurch, you're usually looking at churches where super rich suburban people are giving tons of money. And um, Kim and I and our family have been the dominant financial contributors and givers to Mosaic to make Mosaic possible. So it's the other way around. It's not. And if it wasn't for your friends now that live all over the world that contribute to it, it yeah. wouldn't. It, it wouldn't exist. And it, yeah. no, no, it, uh, yeah. no. Stop. It, yeah. it wouldn't exist. Like yeah. when I came back, it was to actually like help build the brand of Mosaic because your brand was so strong, no one knew about Mosaic. Mm -hmm. And you put it in your books. You put it on your back sleeves. You put it in. You talk about Mosaic like like uh, like a swooning boyfriend over a girlfriend. <laughs> like you are. You loved Mosaic. You loved Mosaic. You I loved do. Mosaic. No one cared about Mosaic. Genuinely, no one cared. And when I came back eight years ago, people enjoyed it in L.A. People loved it locally. Mm -hmm. No one, like, for the most part, knew what it was. Yeah. And so, yeah. no, but even yeah. then, like, eight years later now, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm working on business stuff with you. I'm doing this podcast with you. I I, I still sit in because it's a gift. You're my family. I'm going to sit in forever. Mm -hmm. I don't, you can cancel me for whatever you want. I have done all the things you probably say. I'm not giving up on being a part of the church, part of our church. Mm -hmm. uh, the I, I don't, I don't go to other churches because I don't like them. It's not even that I don't dislike them. I talk to, like, a shorthand of five people at other churches in the world. And anyone who wants to pick my brain, sure, I'll give you like however much time you want. But like in reality, like this is the only place I'll ever feel safe. It's the only place I'll ever feel protected or feel like we'll have a dialogue for my life. When when they attack going like you're a leader at Mosaic and that, you know, how dare they like even be associated with you. I'm like, man, if you only you knew what hot trash I was <laughs> as a human and that like, it was never about the reputation of me or the reputation of the church. It was always about like just rehabilitating me as a human. Mm. And how many times you've done that for even people. Like I love it when people attack you that I'm like every piece in their, every piece of furniture in their apartment has been paid for by my mom. <laughs> like, they, that, like that person literally has my couch. Mm -hmm. Like that person has clothes from me. They wear clothes in their posts talking trash about me, but their clothes were provided by us. And, and I and it's not about glorifying that. It's about like the irony of people who do not like you just will not like you. Yeah. And and they're going to be everywhere. And you know, what? I don't dislike, like my sister called me and was like, yo, this person's sitting at the coffee shop you always go to just FYI. <laughs> and I was like, whatever, that's fine. Like, it, 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 like I'm not going to fight him. Yeah. The person who said death to you, like maybe, maybe I'll take my <laughs> shirt off on site, shirt off. But like, other than that, like this, it, at the end of the day, like, I don't care. Like if, if Mosaic stopped and we moved on, mm -hmm. I would still be friends with a lot of these people and I would just live a joyful life without criticism. Yeah. But if you do anything great in life, like we said it, cause we were, you know, you were like, maybe I should take it down or maybe we should have, did you ever think about taking it down? No, because I felt that it would have been disrespectful to the person that I actually cared about the most in that post. And that was Jerry Lorenzo. 100%. Because why should I be ashamed to wear something that someone put so much of their heart and soul into that they're using as a declaration of their faith. That man's a genius. Of the eternal. That man is a yeah. genius. And it yeah. was, and he dressed a genius. Yeah. And it, it's almost as- uh, You it, can't agree with me on that one just because like, for, but no. yeah, I'm saying he, a genius dressed a genius. Yeah. And, and then you were talking about a genius. Like, like they don't even understand the spiritual, physical, transcendent, eternal, metaphoric nature. It was like multi, this, this thing was like a dream within a dream within a dream mm -hmm. of how this was connected. So we're going to release this talk this week. Yeah. 
And because um, I think it's one of the most important messages I've given about Jesus in a long time. Yeah. And if I end up on the New York Times, well, at least take my like... good side. <laughs> now, you know, I don't want you to be on the good on the New York Times because I actually know how much you've had to fight for your own emotional health yeah. as a human being. Yeah. I mean, because of the intense pressure of being in the light of the life that I've chosen to live has yeah. made your life and Mariah's life so much more difficult and uh, I mean, Kim's life too. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, there were moments where drinking was drinking and doing drugs and and isolating. And whether it was women or whether it was uh, whatever I prescribed myself for at that moment was momentary euphoric uh, escape. You're from, sedating yourself. From the, from the, the, the criticism. And yeah. you know, whatever, like maybe I can't handle it. And so I, I funnel it into really like poor ways. Um, I think I'm getting stronger. You know, I don't self-prescribe as often, mm -hmm. but I have to be hyper aware that I have an addictive nature and that like everything from the tattoos to, to, to anything I do in life um, comes with, to even the way I built the church, it was, it was not a healthy way. It was an obsessive compulsive way, the tyrannical way. It was like, like I, you know, I've learned a lot, mm -hmm. you know? Now I've got these two beautiful kids, Luke and Ethan, who did all of the art direction for the entire thing. And I'm like, I'm in awe, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, God does reward the effort even when, you know, I'm like, hey, like someday I would tell them, hey, someday they might cancel me and I probably did all the things and, you know, but you're still gonna be here and you're mm -hmm. gonna be creating beautiful things without me. And, you know, what did they expect and what do they want and what are the outcome do they want? If they want me to go, they can have me. Yeah, but here, here's the thing is that I actually do believe that um, overwhelmingly you get from the world what you give mm. to the world. Mm. And so I'm, I, I choose not to return hate for hate. Uh, I choose not to choose um, violence for violence or destruction for destruction. I'm, I even like the people who send me all these texts like, you know, death to you and hope you die and hope you burn in hell. Um, the amazing thing about who Jesus is, is that he is still fighting for you. I, we may want to fight with you. <laughs> I definitely do. But Jesus is fighting for you. And the insane thing for me is that I am choosing this life so that you have a chance to know how much Jesus loves you it would be so much easier for me to choose a different life. But I'm choosing this life because of the very people who are trapped in this kind of darkness. Because you think it's your weapon, but it's not your prison. And you don't You're even know you, you need to they, be free. They think it's their weapon, but it's actually their prison. Yeah. Can you say that one more time? You think it's your weapon, but it's actually your prison. And what you desperately need is to um, be set free. And on that note, I want to put this chapter behind us and uh, move forward to a great year. I'm putting away the Batman mask for a little bit. <laughs> um, wow, that was a, we did a long one. Yeah, it's a, it's an intense conversation. And I, I love the Do fact I... that we just dive into these issues and talk about them. And you know, cause I, think it, I think the conversations help other people actually find a way through in their own lives. Cause if you're trying to do anything meaningful, you're going to get criticized. For sure. You know, you're, I mean, you yeah. want to like, we list them out my past, 
our art of communication price point, the price point of our socks, of our clothes, the fact that you are a model in our <laughs> McManus Gallery stuff, the fact that we're working on a new project that will be probably more expensive, but also more luxurious. And now we're better at making clothes and we're going to make more garments, more luxury items. Yeah. And we're also going to use our voice to build other artists, you know? Yeah. And as I've told people who are struggling with the next level in their life, even though they've achieved so much, is that every time you elevate, you leave people behind. And so whenever you choose to elevate your life in any way, you're always going to have criticism. You're always going to have critique because the people who once supported you will now actually oppose you. Because when you elevate and other people choose not to, it becomes an indictment on um, their own choices. And so if you're going to live your life without a ceiling that's self-imposed, you need to realize you cannot live your life for the approval of others. You genuinely have to live your life based on the calling that God has placed on you and uh, let God decide your ceiling, hmm. not, not someone who uh, decides that, that what you're doing doesn't meet their standards. So goodbye. All right. Um, that was me saying goodbye to people who were elevating beyond. Um, <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for listening. I, I hope this is exactly the opposite of what you're expecting to hear today. And I hope that uh, you hang in there with us as we have these conversations and when I have good and bad moments. Um, I'm really grateful for the positive support. I'm really grateful for the critique. Uh, I don't like the critique all the time, but I'm really grateful for the people who kind of hang in there and like and, and stick with it. Uh, thanks for you guys in the booth, Burke and Austin. I know this week, was, the last couple of days were probably a little bit frustrating. Having your names attached to this can't always be fun, but it is entertaining. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. Um, if, if you have ha if you haven't had the chance to check out the Easter message my dad gave called Eternal, it will be linked in this, uh, this episode. You can check it out on the Mosaic YouTube or on the Mosaic podcast or, or McManus podcast. Uh, and also rate and review this podcast. Uh, that means a lot. Help us boost those numbers and have those conversations and do, we're going to be really obvious. I want to grow this thing. I want this thing to get to 100,000 listeners every episode. Mm. So you're a part of that first installment. I'm saying this out loud. Let's spread the word. Let's engage in conversation. Let's have healthy discourse and somehow unhealthy discourse. And let's talk about it all. All right. Talk to you guys next week on Battle Ready. All right. Have a good week. Bye.